The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Sarah McCluskey. The General Assembly has passed legislation that will legalize the possession of small amounts of marijuana beginning on July 1st. Richmond Senator Joe Morrissey was a holdout on the plan. He said he wanted legalization to be paired with an end to mandatory minimum sentences. I have a commitment from both the governor's office and my own caucus that they are 100 percent absolutely behind me and moving forward to the elimination of mandatory minimums. In the end, Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax cast a tie-breaking vote in the state Senate to break a 2020 tie. Republicans voted against the proposal. Some said they supported legalization, but objected to specific parts of the plan. The General Assembly also weighed Governor Ralph Northam's request for money to investigate the state's government watchdog agency. As Whitney Evans explains, this stems from the agency's report on how the state parole board handled the release of Vincent Martin, a man convicted of killing a police officer. The General Assembly approved Governor Northam's request to set aside $250,000 for the investigation over the objections of Republicans. Democratic Senator Scott Surville said the probe is not political. Some folks might want to make this about policy, about parole and policy and who ought to be paroled. It's not. This is about process. Republican Senator Mark Obenshane called it a sham investigation. Somebody is going to die at the hands of one of these people who has been released in violation of these laws and policies and procedures. And this is going to come back and bite you. Republicans argued the board's decision to release Vincent Martin was flawed and potentially illegal. The Office of Inspector General released a report last summer confirming some of those concerns. A more detailed report was later leaked by a whistleblower, prompting the governor to call for a third-party investigation into the watchdog agency. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Among the bills being considered yesterday, a specific funding allocation for a southwestern Virginia university didn't go over well. Patrick Larson has more. Virginia spends hundreds of thousands of dollars on coal employment tax credits annually, but doesn't earn the money back. Charlottesville delegate Sally Hudson sponsored a bill passed this year to sunset some of those tax credits. Governor Ralph Northam proposed to redirect the unused cash to the University of Virginia in Wise for programs in data science, cybersecurity, and renewable energy. Hudson says that's restrictive. I think that's surely one worthy outlet for economic development investment in southwest Virginia, but it's one of many. Neither the House of Delegates nor Senate agreed to Northam's proposed appropriation, so the money will go back to the state's general fund. Patrick Larson, VPM News. State Delegate Hala Ayala gave a tearful goodbye on the House floor Wednesday. Ayala says she will not run for re-election if her bid for lieutenant governor is unsuccessful. The two-term representative from Prince William County was one of the first Latina women to serve in the Virginia House. I'll never forget the day I was elected to this body and took my oath of office and cast my first vote. I cried like a baby because it was historic and it was a historic opportunity. 
that I had to be a part of making lives better. Ayala was first elected in 2017 and will end her current term this year. She's already endorsed Brianna Sewell to replace her. The five Democratic candidates for governor gathered at Virginia State University this week for their first debate, hosted by CBS 6. As Ben Pavier reports, most took swipes at former governor Terry McAuliffe. McAuliffe cast himself as a trailblazer for Virginia Democrats. I mentioned earlier that I restored the felon rights, 173,000, more than any governor in the history of America. Jennifer Carroll Foy, a former delegate, drew attention to a deal he struck with Republicans on concealed firearms. And when Terry McAuliffe had the opportunity as governor to be serious about gun violence, he did a backroom deal with the NRA. Richmond State Senator Jennifer McClellan, who has been in the legislature since 2006, suggested McAuliffe had been slow to address racism. It is embedded in every system we have in government, and I did not need George Floyd's murder or the Unite the Right rally to teach me that. Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax addressed two allegations of sexual assault. He said McAuliffe's calls for him to resign were also connected to racism. He treated me uh, like George Floyd. He treated me like Emmett Till, no due process. Delegate Lee Carter, meanwhile, said he would prioritize standing up for working Virginians over big corporate interests. Ben Pavier, VPM News. According to the CDC, the UK variant of the coronavirus is now the dominant strain in the country. Amy Popovich, a leading health official in central Virginia, says the Commonwealth now has about 350 cases. Medical experts say this version of the coronavirus is more contagious and more deadly, but the COVID-19 vaccine seems to be effective at protecting against it. During a press conference, Popovich said Richmond and Henrico are expected to meet the governor's April 18th deadline to make vaccinations available for everyone over 16. A Walgreens in Hampton says it improperly stored some of the vaccines it administered. As Hannah Schuster from our partner station WHRV reports, patients are encouraged to get revaccinated. The mishap impacted Pfizer vials at the Walgreens on Mercury Boulevard between mid and late March. The pharmacy chain said it was contacting affected patients but wouldn't say how many doses were impacted. It's somewhat unclear how much the storage issue affected the vaccine's efficacy, but Pfizer and other health experts say patients should get revaccinated. Kelly Good is a professor at the VCU School of Pharmacy. She says getting revaccinated is normal in this kind of situation. We are using the best vaccine science that we know, which would be to repeat those doses. And so it is acceptable to do that as well. We want to make sure that you're getting the full effect of the vaccine. The vials were outside the recommended temperature range for more than eight hours, according to the Virginia Department of Health. Starting next week, FEMA will begin accepting applications to help cover funeral costs for Virginians who died from COVID-19. The aim of the program, state officials say, is to ease some of the financial stress and burden caused by the pandemic. Assistance is limited to $9,000 per funeral and a maximum of $35,500 per application. Virginians can apply through a dedicated call center Monday through Friday, beginning April 12th. The COVID-19 funeral assistance line is 844-684-6333. The Henrico NAACP is calling on the chair of the county school board, Mickey Ogburn, to step down. Ogburn was criticized last month for having a Facebook post expressing support for children's author Dr. Seuss after some of his books were discontinued for depicting racist caricatures. In a statement, the group said the board chair's racially insensitive actions conflict with the needs of black students. According to the Richmond Times-Dispatch, Ogburn also faces calls for her resignation from a fellow board member. In March, she told reporters she won't step down.
Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.